0: hello and welcome to the third installment of the masters of the universe chronicles commentary i'm saying that slowly so i don't slip up like i did in a previous take which you'll not hear but uh, my partner in crime to help me along with this uh, commentary is none other than james Talk, who knows all about master of the universe related, not Master Universe, Chronicles related, which I said earlier on, I thought I'd put that in there, James, just to, you know, just so the fans know that we're human and slip up from time to time.
1: Error, errors can be made, the best of us make errors, simple as that.
0: James, what episode are we talking about today, then?
1: We are going to be doing The Time Corridor, which is actually one of the, um, that's my little voice for it, which is actually one of the earliest, earliest, earliest scripts um developed conceptualized by a filmation but we'll get into that as the episode progresses okay
0: now every time we're mentioning the time corridor are you going to do that voice or is that just a one-off
1: it's just a one-off that's all you're getting if you want to hear it again you have to go
0: back (laughs) that's going to scare me okay (laughs) so are we ready for the lethal weapon countdown then james
1: three two one okay i'm ready
0: okay three two one play Oh, scares me whenever he punches the screen. And bing. we hear the bing Filmation presenting... I present. the, yeah, He-Man Master Universe, the time corridor. Now, James, I was talking to Mr. Larry Dottilio on the show, uh, and... Uh,
1: G. Dottilio. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I believe this is the episode he was talking about that just wouldn't die, that had a stake in it and everything.
1: I believe so, the, the script that wouldn't die, because, as I said at the beginning, this is... Um, one of those episodes, there were a few, there was like, oh, I'm trying to remember them all now, there was there was like about 50 to 60 odd episodes that um, Filmation writers, I believe it was Robbie London primarily, sat down when they first got the idea of Master Universal the or the, the series bible for Michael Halperin and they said right. We've got this, we've got to churn out all these, we've got to churn out all these episodes. Everything was going on at the same time, you have to understand. There wasn't like a process of start, middle and end. It was like ideas were being developed. So they come up with all these episodes. And one of them was called The Time Machine. And it was basically about, uh, Skeletor builds his Castle of Evil, was the name, in the past to prevent the existence of Castle Skull, Which is kind of, he doesn't, you don't call it the Castle of Evil in this episode. Oh! Just to point out, rare title card there. The only time you will ever see that um, background for a title card, uh, which is actually blood falls from Snake Mountain. Anyway, um, yeah. So in in the original premise idea was it was that Skeletor goes in the past to build his castle of evil, which like I say, he does, but it's not called the Castle of Evil in this. Um, and yeah, and Larry uh, that script kind of floated around, and they couldn't figure out what to do with it. And then ev- eventually, as far as I know, Larry Datilio got the script and just rewrote the entire thing from scratch so you had you know the, the basic uh, premise was there Skeletor goes to the past builds a castle but it was the the body of it was completely different hmm. Or here we
0: see one of the only episodes if I remember of Fangman, and one of the few episodes that we actually see Triclops in of one of the Skeletor's henchmen that we don't actually see an awful lot of
1: I, it's one of those weird things I was a big, I don't, know, don't ask me more, I was a big fan of uh, Triclops and Trapjaw, always my favourite two of the evil warriors now, Trapjaw did, got a fair share but Triclops, for some unknown reason, hardly got I think he, I can't remember how many episodes, it's somewhere in my brain somewhere, but he, he didn't make that many appearances and it might be because his character is I don't know, I was going to say very much one trick, but then all the evil warriors are one trick to an extent but they never whenever he appeared they didn't seem to give him much like he wasn't a bumbling character, he wasn't a you know, an evil evil character. He was just like a bloke with a three eyes visor thing. And that's kind of all I think the writers saw him as. There's never gonna be an episode called, you know, the Triumph of Triclops. That would be cool. But um Yeah, I was always quite gutted. and Fangman um was uh I believe one of the um Mattel Mattel would always go to Filmation here's our new toy concepts um, and certain toy concepts would become characters in the cartoon but the toy concepts would never be realised the toys never actually appeared um, so for instance I, what I believe is Fangman was one of these characters that was developed by um, Mattel, it's like here's some sketches Filmation are like yeah we'll do this and then it never went anywhere You know, the toy never got made and the character made a one appearance the funny Without thing is it the
0: him for Lizardman man as well I oh Lizard
1: man yeah lizard man definitely is um, lizard man actually his story is quite weird but uh yeah he he makes two appearances but like um like Fatman he's a one shot character like strong arm as well from She even of Phantos. but the um uh, interesting thing about Fangman man is it actually says in the script that he uh has the ability to breathe sleeping gas obviously. Someone else would be sleeping gas, Cobra Khan. So you wonder if no, well, maybe he was a precursor to uh to old Double K, as I like to call him. <laughs> I have to remember that. So here we are in Castle Grey Skull and uh very, very an early feel to the series with this one. It's like the sorceress speaks slightly aloof. Like uh you know, Welcome to Castle Grey Skull. Something's happening and they're like, What what's going on, sorceress? And it's all very, you know, very rushed. Not very rushed, very like, um, mysterious as opposed to, Welcome Prince Adam, how you doing? It's all very informal or formal, formal.
0: Just come in, get out of my castle and get the scene Because <laughs> yeah. then me. I'll have nowhere to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: my, my home's up for demol- demolition. <laughs> it's, it's, we've got to go to the past. they're like, Sorceress, what are you on? This is crazy but I would, this is you know again one thing I, I like about these early episodes it's very mysterious very I say hammed up like kind of thing it's very very overly dramatic and you've got like the sources delivering this speech Prince Adam's shocked look and then within seconds he's like I'm going to grab that sword of power and do what I do but I just, I just like the way this is all very you know dramatic then let's do it and he takes out the sword and Cringer gets a little bit of interruption And we're back to the transformation. I always love those little cringe interruptions because they could, you know, it, the, I think the, the writer's thing was that the transformation is supposed to take like three seconds. It's like shebang, you know, by the power of Gray Skull and then he's He-Man. But obviously for visual, uh, you know, a visual tree and to kind of realise the transformation a hell of a lot more than it is they give and, and to cut costs because Filmation just had to duplicate a piece of film and insert it mm. uh, it was made into this very grand thing but obviously you know if it took that long in every episode there are certain occasions when He-Man would die <laughs> so they you know, it was all left to the imagination I guess
0: I sort of then, like uh, Secret of the Sword whenever Crenshaw goes up, oh, this looks like double trouble yeah and like
1: well, it's like the other one is uh, one of the best ones is um, into the abyss because transforms into a man that takes like I think a minute and a half or something. But if you look, because in the previous shot, man Also's got his mace, and in this
0: episode, you for beat some- me to He's... it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I wanted to point something out here. Obviously, you know the sorcerer said, you know, Orko, your magic will help them. So, like any person who's on holiday or whatever. He-Man decides to then shout at them, not go like, yeah. you know, it's like, we come from Eternity! Uh,
1: <laughs> we are friends, we want to help you. That's right. It's true. But yeah, to go back to the Man-At-Arms mace story, there's, for some reason, it's one of those episodes, if you look, there are numerous shots in this episode where Man-At-Arms is holding his um, mace, the one that came with his action figure. And it's, it's really odd, because... In the model sheets Man-Arms was drawn with his mace but in, obviously in the episodes they omitted that. But for some reason this episode has him wearing it all the time, uh, wearing it, carrying it all the time. And also in the um, in the script it says Zalora should look like Teela. And facially she does and a lot of her <laughs> animation is taken from the Teela rotoscope. Uh, Dragosaur. Oh, uh, this is a weird one. Man-at-Arms blaster doesn't work. It's never really explained why. Look out, Oh, and of course, Orko's magic is stronger.
0: Oh, very, very backwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, this isn't Trollope, this is just the past, but they... I don't know, it's these weird things, it's like, uh, See, magic works.
0: I think Man-at-Arms would have decided, here, we're going in the past, I just need to set this timer on this to make sure that actually works. Because yeah. when Eddie would have probably invented that, you know... Like he has everything else.
1: Well, it's, it's you know, he's got a lot of inventions for a lot of occasions, but uh, actually he does get out, a, um, didn't he get out a ladder in this one. Yes. It just happens to be carrying a ladder around. <laughs> He-Man theme song kicks in, so you know it's got to be
0: some action. It it's, be it's named the po- Man at Pockets. <laughs>
1: Here he goes. Yeah. It's to be carrying... Look at that! Where was he keeping that? It can't be any worse than where He-Man puts the VHO but that's a, that's a nice <laughs> <point. Aww. laughs> I, I remember this see this that moment when Alco does the shrug as he goes through the Dragasaur I remember in the sticker album that came with uh, you know one of the Panini sticker albums from the cartoon it had like the first 10 episodes or so and um, there was like drawings from the episode as well and someone had illustrated that and from I remember as a kid looking at that image I thought Orko and the Dragasaur were friends because the illustration is the Dragasaur looking at Orca Alka and Orca's doing that little smile. If you look at the Panini sticker album, it looks like Orca and the Dragasaur are like best of mates. I'm going
0: to have to dig that out. I don't have one of them Oh,
1: that's great. That I like this, you know, there's a key bit of uh, filmation dialogue there. You will see it in She-Ra, Hell of a Lot and in He-Man. ...crushes the Dragasaur... ...presumably to death... ...but no, He-Man has to say... ...that should hold Wormface for a little bit... ...because obviously that means... ...oh, he's alive and he'll get out... ...and she rae became really bad in Season 2... ...when um, it's really, really bad... ...I don't know what happened... ...but in Season 2, every time she rae fights a Horde Trooper... ...she's like, take that, robot... ...that takes care of those robots... ...and has to insert the word robot... ...at the end of every sentence... ...and it's really, really forced
0: this fortress. Well, and some of them. Um, I do uh, I think it's. I can't remember the episode. And they go like, "No, they're more like robots. They're not robots and robots."
1: Oh, what is that? I know that piece of dialogue. Oh, that's going to bug me now for the rest. No, of it's the from.
0: It's from the one with. Uh, oh, it's the one where for man at arms and the professor. Um, and there's like Oh,
1: the, paper of the ancient ruins. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. They're more like robots!
1: Again, the Edwin voice from <laughs> yes. John. There
0: seems to be a recurring theme with us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just do a commentary with us just talking like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, Oh, this is. Um, I will turn your here we go. he Man references toothpicks twice in the, in the space of literally a minute. I like the animation of Skeletor, it's like really tiny but um, quite badly animated. And see you try it, fool, shaking his fist. This Man Arms with the Mace again! I don't know, it's just really weird. <laughs> oh, Triclops, you get to see him using his, uh, Fire! I just, oh, it's such a shame with Triclops, I always find it, you know, you see him in Diamond Ray of Disappearance and he's like a physical match for He-Man, and in the, um, the mini-comics that came with his action figure, he was such a good character. In terms of, he was like, the bounty hunter, and, uh, you know, he's an expert swordsman and you think oh there's so much potential there and it just got completely wasted in this series I mean, in the 2002 show they um, they did a great job with Triclops you know turning him from you know the kind of generic bounty hunter into like this uh, mad scientist warrior who's equally as you know proficient as he man with the sword uh, that's where they got that, that character really right in the series it comes along almost like
0: Scalator's version of at Arms
1: yeah well that's yeah I think that was the uh, probably the the basic idea for the character and it worked, you know.
0: <laughs> Always makes me laugh. That part with him twiddling with his fingers the, 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 the mate,
1: comes, There's the famous uh, Teela jump in the shot. Always well, Ske- yes. Te- uh, Teela, Skeletor calls uh, Zalora, my pretty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's been the base again. It's
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> Earlier on he didn't have it, I was wondering where he put it. All I can think of as a vho and where no, He put
1: that. I mean, it's it's weird, it's one of those things, it's like um yeah, there are numerous times like uh, where He Man's got his sword, then he doesn't have his sword, then he's got his sword in the following shot, but the man at Arms Masing is just like what were the animators or director doing in this episode? And this is weird, there's like a sudden jump, it's like, Oh now they're on a raft. So what happened? <laughs> It's like you feel like you've missed, uh, trust me, I've got the script, nothing happened there. It's like something was missing. It's like, uh, we're now on a raft just going towards Dragasaur Isle, like they know where it is. They're in the past. Zalora's been captured. Oh, you want to go that way, mate? Oh, okay. There is again. Ah! I always like Skeletor's throne here. He's in the past, but he's built himself a very cool-looking throne
0: actually better than the one he has as Snakebite. It's,
1: it's more impressive. Don't get me wrong, I love the one Snake mountain, the old bone throne. Actually, it, weirdly, one of the um, original coloring books from back in the day, Skeletor's seen on like this throne of bones, but it's all skulls, so it's a really creepy visual. <laughs> like these are my victims, you know, and it's just like Skeletor like gesturing with his hand, and there's all these um, skulls he's sitting atop of. This was always a very cool little action scene because there's like lots goes on. Um, actually, I think if I remember rightly, uh, I am the, now the lucky owner of a, an illustration from this uh,
0: action scene. Oh, you As you, wow. as you will hopefully see. Yeah, I wonder who uh, he, sent you that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you'll see it here. So, he yeah, has been, been captured. I remember this shot from the sticker album there where he has been dragged towards the plant.
0: Is that one of the parts that made like four? Yes, four no, it, no, it was, it. I
1: think it was a tour. I'm going to call it a tour. <laughs> a tour. A tour. I'm pretty sure if we go back, here it is, look, chop. Oh, yeah. And it explodes. Of course it
0: does. That's more impressive than a Death Star explosion. <laughs>
1: and that was just a plant. You know, imagine if a planet exploded. End of the series. That's only the first of Skeletor's nasty tricks. A man at arms has now got a sword. It's just strange this episode. He's had a, a ladder, a mace, a sword, he's got some blasters which don't work until about 3 minutes time. I mean he actually he gets um, a boat like something else as well. He, he literally is man at, man at arms on this episode. <laughs> there he is with his sword. I love this little laugh at the end. Not to bug us. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> it's just so
0: random. Memory serves me right as well, they've u- they use that waterfall at a certain point whenever you know like it says, you know, hello suckers and then Prince hello, Adam and Matt.
1: From yeah. um, Island of Fear, yep. I'm pretty sure it's the same waterfall. Actually, I'm, I'm definitely sure because a lot of the backgrounds in that episode for the island are actually this episode, so good observation. Oh, I love that as well. If you go back, you listen to the sound that the dragosaurs make. They sound like F F16 jets. Another <laughs> <laughs> an arms weapon. Here we go. Like some bolos or something. Two stones with a bit of string.
0: <laughs> <My might. laughs>
1: this seems to be Fangman's only thing in this episode. He's the master of animals in the past because apparently there's no dragosaurs in modern-day Eternia. So it's like, oh. Fangman's only use is if he happen to be going into the past. <laughs> yeah, Lucky like we're going into the past Fangman's like yes!
0: <laughs> Score.
1: This is uh, uh, you know oh hey man looks awful there in that shot. Uh. It just looks like he's been drawn wrong. Um, the the thing that annoys about this episode is if you kind of break it down into not into acts into just locations they go back and forward so much in this episode. It's like, you know, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. Just when you think, oh, they're going to have, like, the confrontation here. No, we're going back to the castle. This is always a pretty cool little action scene.
0: <laughs> Zalora just collapses. And more explosions?
1: More explosions.
0: Was this the episode done by Michael Bay? Fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: No, no, because uh, you can see what's the ca- which character's a witch. Oh,
0: right. Okay.
1: In Michael Bay films, you can't tell who's who. <laughs> robotic parts going around. Oh, and also, I remember in the script, I remember reading this. This scene, very, very eerily, the jewel... I don't know if you can see it there. I don't even know if she's got one. The jewel in Zolora's like, uh, tiara, as it were, was supposed to glow, and the sorceress was supposed to... um project out there, or project her words through Zalora, which is very overly dramatic.
0: Alright, oh, very much like Shearer's sword then?
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh now his blasters are working.
0: <laughs> yes, I don't need any more weapons. Yeah, score! Then yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> sword or mace around.
1: I, I do like this. I, I, the Wheel of Infinity is a great plot device, but sadly, you think, I wish it was used earlier in the episode. Because it just shows up now, and there's a you know the great action scene that follows where He-Man-like uh, fights time itself.
0: I don't know
1: why Skeletor tricks him though. he's <laughs> a uh, creepy laughter. was in the zone I mean I, I was, so I was just I was kind of like, I got caught up in the action scene and I forgot I was doing a commentary I was like oh I forgot how good this is um, I, I always like the animation on this when he starts speeding it up and the, the theme song kicks in and he's like here I go I'm speeding up and you see his hair move and as I've pointed out before and, oh, on a few comments and commentaries of the past when they, when they move his hair that means they're spending a bit more money <laughs> spending money <laughs> I like this whole action set, I just think it's, uh, I dunno, there's a certain feel or, or way uh, the early episodes of the series were told. I think, it's, I think it's mainly the way Skeletor's dialogue is delivered, there's a lot of words like "fall" and uh, lots of evil laughs and lots of running through dimensional gates, it's just something as like season 2 went on, it just seemed to lose that kind of magic.
0: Oh, yeah, magic, does he actually bring Fangman and Triclops back with him? And maybe that's why we don't get to see him as <laughs> much.
1: <laughs> now Triclops definitely comes back, but I think Fangman, Fangman's still uh, in the Castle of Evil. Oh, actually, is is an interesting one. Um, in the script, uh, Skeletor's uh, fortress that you see him building, which clearly they didn't adhere to, was supposed to be was described that that castle was described as a perverted castle grayscale. <laughs> there's an some, some interesting piece of uh, text for you. But they never actually uh, went that way. They just built a fault. And the, the end of this episode is actually quite quick. And the Sorceress actually gives a nice little speech about how the Ape Clan and the Snake Clan became like friends and built the world that is our eternity. Build the world that is nice. our eternity. There you go. And this bit at the end where the Sorceress uh, transforms and zooms over all code was actually... Used previously in uh, Teela's quest, you see a transform. Orko flies. I mean, she flies over. Orko vanishes into his hat. Or does he just vanish? No, um, in his hat. Doink. I think the other dialogue from the previous Teela's quest is, "She sure knows how to make
0: an exit." <laughs> and here we have the moral of the story: don't go back in time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I like, I love moral, moral says, This he man goes, we've just seen, you know." Uh, Scott sort got of travel in the travel past learn. you can't do that it's make-believe that you're like oh hey man at least you know spend my disbelief for a little bit longer <laughs>
0: it's just I like there's one where he says you know like I'm a fictional character and the only time he actually says you know like basically he's a TV character
1: oh that's um that's a double-edged sword that's like the greatest moral though um here we go the end credits so no. how, how, how does it rank with you James? It? oh it's not the greatest of episodes it's, it just feels very much like a season one early early episode it's an enjoyable action episode you're not not, like thinking what's the character's motivation you're like oh that's cool Skeletor you sleep sleep gas that's as deep as it gets in that episode very enjoyable
0: Uh, and uh, Fangman are you sad that he didn't appear in any more episodes Uh,
1: kind of but not really he got to appear in the sticker album and (laughs) in that middle that centre page battle scene you get to see him uh, kind of stood there someone's kindly illustrated him um. Yeah, Fangman just got lost in 1983 and never appeared again.
0: <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, James, for another awesome commentary. Uh, I look forward to our next one. Uh, as always, I'll not ask you because the last couple I've asked you were no, I'm not telling, so I'm not going to ask. But uh, thank you very much, and <laughs> I look forward to doing our next one. So thanks again, Mister E Talk. Always a pleasure. I'll see you soon. Keep an eye on iTunes and Pop Culture Network and. Uh, uh, as I say, you know, you'll get another one of these in the upcoming month, so until next time.